every Monday I sit down and I have to tick these three things off before I start working or before I finish working for the day. And having that kind of calendar of tasks that you know you have to do, and it's a non-negotiable because you know those are the things that are driving the needle in your business. Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Steph Taylor. For years, I read all the books, downloaded all the freebies, and did all the courses. But it wasn't until I started taking Imperfect Action that my business had its first million-dollar year. Imperfect Action is about doing things before you're ready, prioritizing consistent action over perfect action, and moving forward, even when you're not sure you're doing it right. On this show, you can expect mindset advice, actionable marketing tips, and strategies to build a business that brings you more profit, more freedom, and even more joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co forward slash DBB or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome to Imperfect Action. This is episode 574. Today, I'm coaching one of my Launch Magic students, Kirsty Allen, on finding focus and clarity in and amongst all of the different things that she can be doing and that she is doing to market her business and to really achieve the goals that she has, the vision that she has for what her business will look like in the future. Now, if you are somebody who is feeling a little bit scattered, maybe you are also new to business like Kirsty, or maybe you've been in it for a little while and you really aren't quite sure how to find that clarity. You're doing all of the things, you feel like you could be doing so much more but you don't know what to do. You don't know where to focus your time. You don't know how to actually move the needle. This is an episode that you definitely want to listen to. So without further ado, let's jump into today's chat with Kirsty. Kirsty, welcome to Imperfect Action. Now, you and I were having a little bit of a chat about what you're struggling with, but I would love for you to explain to our listeners who you are, what your business does, and what we're going to be, what, what struggle do you want me to workshop with you today? Hi, everyone. Um, and hi, thanks, Steph, for having me on the podcast. So my name's Kirsty Allen. I'm the candle business coach, and I help new and experienced candle makers transform and grow their candle business. Um, as part of that, I obviously have my own business and need to grow and transform it at the same time. And so I wanted to speak to you today about the best ways to move forward with spending energy and time and money and where that could be best place to help grow my business. Yeah. Um, I think with that, like the best place to start is, I guess, your vision. Like where in, in one year's time and in five years time, where would you love for your business to be? Like, and, and dream big, like don't limit yourself here. Like what would you love for that to look like? What would you love the lifestyle to look like? And what would you, um, yeah, how would you want that business to run? And what would you like to be doing? Such a great question. Um, to be honest, I'm not the best at long-term vision or big, big vision. Um, and I think that just comes down to probably just my own mindset and not, not that I don't believe that I can achieve what I set my mind to because I know I've got proof in the past where I've done things and I've, I've achieved what I've set myself. But this is the first time I've really come across, um, I guess a gap in the market that I'm feeling where it really is limitless. So to think where I could be in 12 months and in five years is such a, a, an exciting challenge and an exciting thought to have. So I think for me in 12 months, where I'd like to be is to have 
um, a sustainable business first and foremost, one where I'm not constantly tied to the business. So ideally I'd like to work however many hours it takes, but less than eight hours a day. Yes. Um, so that I can have free time to spend with my family and my friends. But yeah. in terms of a five year goal, gosh, I think that would, that would look like unlimited travel opportunities, um, speaking gigs around Australia, potentially even the world. Um, earning as much money as I can possibly earn, not in a, not in an arrogant way, but just having limitless money so that I can give back to others and make the world a better place. Yeah. I love that. And. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like, um, I've talked about it on this show before. Like when you, when you're making that huge amount of money, then what it makes possible in your business, it means you can grow your business. It means you can help more people. So I think that's an awesome vision. So what's very clear to me is you obviously you want to build a business where you're not tied to it. And I know this because you're launching a course and we're working together in launch magic on that. But where I, I think now that we know what that end goal looks like, the the first thing is, okay, how are we now going to start um, setting up that first launch for success? What are you going to start to do to, um, to, to make sure that you are bringing enough people in so that when you have that first launch, great, people buy. And then we can look at launching it again and then potentially adding other offers into the mix. So in terms of that first launch, what are you already doing with the marketing for that? Yeah. So I'm heavily relying on um, social media, so Instagram and Facebook. I'm posting one post a day each morning and also doing one story in the afternoon. Uh, obviously responding to comments and messages along the way. Um, but I've also launched a podcast as well. So I'm hoping that will generate some interest and some traffic back to, uh, Instagram, but also build in an email list as well. So I've sort of got those three pillars, the social media, the podcast and the email list, which is growing. Um, and I have a daily motivational email that I send out as well, which is getting a lot of traffic as well. So I'm kind of dabbling in a few different areas, just depending on like trying to increase the touch points. Um, I don't feel overwhelmed, but I probably could be streamlining, streamlining what I'm doing. And how are you growing the podcast? So I'm reaching out to other podcast um, hosts um, in an attempt to do like an interview exchange so that I could appear on their show and appeal to their audience and they could do the same with myself. Um, also in the Facebook groups, the Candle Facebook groups, um, whenever there's a particular question that someone asks that I have a podcast episode that can help, I'll jump on and say, um, have, you, have you seen this podcast episode? I think it could really help you. Um, or I'll say, I've got a podcast episode coming. Would you like me to let you know when it's live? Yeah. So it sounds like you're, you're, I mean, from a marketing perspective, you are doing a lot of the, or you're doing most of the, the right things. Let's put it that way. The right free things, uh, in terms of your marketing. I'm curious, like from your perspective, what's working and what's not working. And that even when you say, when I say not working, that can be, it's not delivering any results or any return on time, or it could be that you just really hate doing it. Um, I guess I'm lucky in that there's nothing so far in the business that I'm not enjoying. The entire process has been just so wonderful and it's been literally only a few months since I began Launch Magic and the um, developing of the course. So from that perspective, it's been quite a positive journey. Uh, what's working has been when I um, reach out to people. So rather than uh, 
generic posts on the internet when I actually connecting with people like in the DMs or if I'm emailing them, that's where I'm finding a lot of traction. Um, I've got nearly 20 people on my course waitlist so far, so I feel like that part of it is working really well. It's just, I guess part of me just feels like I could be doing more um, or I'm just worried that I'm not doing the right things. There's, I think that feeling of I could be doing more never really goes away. And yes, there is so much more that you could be doing, but I think when we try to add more, 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 that becomes a recipe for overwhelm. It becomes a recipe for burnout rather than looking at what can I do sustainably, not just now, but ongoing. And now I know you mentioned a little bit about marketing budget. Do you have a budget for any kind of paid advertising or anything like that? Not really. Stage? No. Okay. That's, that's fair. Um, so in that case, yes, like I think what you are doing sounds very much sustainable and very much, um, I, I don't think you're not doing enough. If you wanted to do more, what I would say is look at those things that are working and do more of that. Um, because we can, we tend to take a bit of a like spread ourselves wide, try all of the different things. And that's great. That is really good at the start when we're trying to figure out what's working and what's not working. But a lot of the time, um, it's, it's consistency with the same things, doing the same things over and over again, which unfortunately gets a bit boring. Um, and it's doubling down on the things that are working, um, and spending less time on the things that are not generating that those results. But you have to, I guess you have to be consistent with something for a little while before you'll know whether it generates results or not. Um, and then with that first launch, then what will happen ideally is you'll take some of that profit that you make from that launch and it doesn't have to be a big amount. Um, it, and I don't know what that's going to look like because it depends on what your launch results look like. But ideally take a bit of that profit, reinvest it then back into something like Facebook ads or um, paid ads in another format. Like for example, if there was another podcast um, where people were building candle businesses and you knew, knew they were listening to that podcast, then you might look at placing an ad on that podcast, promoting your podcast. Um, but we'd look at then after that first launch, reinvesting so you can start to add a little bit of fuel to what's already working. That sounds amazing. That's yeah. reassuring, I guess, just to hear someone else say that you're on the right path, just stick with it. So yeah, thanks. Yeah. What feels like out of the things that you're doing right now, is there anything that feels challenging or that you're like, a little bit stuck on in terms of marketing um, at the moment? Uh, not necessarily. I think I feel like if I had a marketing budget, I would be utilizing that as well. Um, but it's just not feasible at this time. Yeah. And honestly, that's, I actually think not having a budget at the start can be really beneficial because it forces you to get scrappy when you have a budget and you can spend a lot of money on things like Facebook ads. It just becomes like a, it, it's, it's a really simple way to do it. Yes, but you don't do the things that you otherwise would do for free, like the scrappy things. Um, and a lot of the time when you're just starting out and when everything's new, you have the opportunity then to do the things that don't scale. Like you were saying, the reaching out to people, talking to them in the DMs. Um, uh, and those things, they don't, you can't do that with thousands of people, but at the start, that can have such a big impact. Yeah, I would agree. And I feel like on one hand, I know that how I'm operating the business currently won't always, it won't always look like this. Um, but I'm looking forward to the, the growth and the change over the coming months and years. 
Yeah. Are there any things that you've been thinking about? Maybe you'll do them, but you just don't have enough time to do them right now. Or are you finding that you have everything? You have all of the time to do all of the things. Well, I'm a stay-at-home mum as well. I've got three children and I fit in all the different tasks in and around nap times and what is required um, with, with being a mum. So on one hand, I do feel like I've got a bit more free time than, say, someone that works full-time and is trying to build a side hustle. Um, that said, it's still tricky to find that balance day to day. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And what, what is your, like, what is your structure in your days and your weeks looking like? Because it sounds like if you're getting on top of everything and you're managing to do all of those different things, either, like, either you are an amazing organizer and you're really good at structuring your day or there's a whole lot of stuff that's not getting done. <laughs> uh, definitely fall into the first category. Um, I may or may not have a little bit of OCD, but um, I find that because I'm so, and I hope this part lasts, because I'm so passionate about what I'm doing, it gives me energy. So like I'll wake up in the morning, do the regular house chores, take care of my baby, do what needs to be done in the morning. And then when he goes down for his nap, then I'll get on the computer, write out the content for the following day, prepare a podcast episode, um, connecting with um, my followers and do you know, do the do. Um, and then it'll basically be just slipping in and out of the business as the day goes on. And there's a few late nights as well, but I'd rather work on the business than say watch Netflix or yeah. do other things. Yeah. And that will come and go in waves. Um, there'll be times when you don't want to work. You don't want to look at your business. Uh, and that's very normal, but that's where it can really start to help to put in, um, structure into what you're doing at the moment. So all of the different marketing things that you're doing, creating some kind of ritual where you know, okay, every Monday I sit down and I have to tick these three things off before I start working or before I finish working for the day. And having that kind of calendar of tasks that you know you have to do and it's a non-negotiable because you know those are the things that are driving the needle in your business. Being able to do that, being able to sit down and do that, that way when when that motivation wanes, when you're not feeling as excited about it, because there will be times like it's, it's normal. It's a normal part of life. Like we'll, we have times when we're super motivated and times when we just don't have as much energy that will help you to reassess and make sure that your priorities are still focused. And the other thing with, um, with your vision is maybe writing that down. I know you said you've never been somebody to like think of the long term vision. But writing that down and creating that focus around it means that every day when you are sitting down, you know, you're seeing it in front of you. It might be on a post-it note on your computer or on your screen or something like that. And then you know, okay, what am what I doing? And what I'm doing today, is that moving me closer to this longer term vision or is it moving me away from it? And anything that's not moving you closer to that longer term vision is actually moving you away from it because it's taking up your time time that could be spent moving you closer towards that vision. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like having having those daily tasks to tick off each week, so each Monday, Tuesday, et cetera, I think would help bring a bit more, not structure because I feel like I'm already quite structured, but it will give me a little bit more focus, which I think I need because I will admit there are times where I'll say to myself, I've turned, the, you know, I've turned my phone off, I won't do any more business for the day. And then another message will come through or an email will come through and I'll say, oh, I'll just quickly respond to that or I'll quickly just do that. So I don't want it to bleed into my personal time as well. Yeah. And 
you know, on the point of what I was saying before, where there'll be times when you're super motivated and times when you're not, we can work like rather than making it a roller coaster where you're so, so motivated that you're replying to things outside of work hours. And then the next week you're just, or like the next month or the next year, even you're feeling so burnt out. You don't want to open your phone and look at your inbox. We can sort of sort of like decrease the the severity of the waves of these cycles and managing your energy and having those boundaries in place helps to stop you from get, hitting that burnout point where then you don't want to touch your business for so long. So recognizing that, yes, you're so excited and so motivated about your business right now. And you also need to have that switch off time because it's going to protect your motivation and your energy for the business into the future. It's not just, it's not just one email. It's never just one email. It's constantly in your mind, right? Running a business, even when you're just replying to one email, that one email might suddenly sit in your brain for the next few hours and it's taken up all your headspace for the next, for the whole evening. And you can't switch off. You can't relax. You can't be present with your family. Over time, that builds up. And then you hit this point where you're just like, you have nothing left to give. And it's so important to manage that, uh, especially when you're still early on, setting that, getting that, um, those habits into place so that as the business grows, as the emails become more frequent, as everything else becomes bigger, it's not taking up so much of your brain space. You can switch off. That sounds amazing. I feel like having those, almost there's the self-respect and the self, the self boundaries that you're putting in place. It will help continue the love and the passion for the business rather than, as you say, burning out or not wanting to even look at my phone in the morning. Yeah. And I think this is something that I see happening way too often with business owners is they'll start really strong. They'll do all of the things. They're so motivated. They're like trying every single thing and they're posting to Instagram every day. Not that that's a bad thing. Um, but it, you know, it's, they're not doing things that are sustainable. They're doing all of the things. They're spreading themselves very thin. And then six months down the track, they've been doing this six months and they are exhausted. And that's when you strip back everything and you're like, okay, what is left? What is the sustainable stuff that you can keep doing over an extended period of time? Cause it's not what, it's not about what you do for a short period of time. It's about what you can continually do day after day after day. When the gloss has worn off, the motivation's running low, and you just want to have a nap. Oh, I'm a huge advocate for naps. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Does that bring anything else up, Kirsty? Like, is there anything, any other challenges or anything that you're, that, that brings up for you as I'm talking about that? I think the main thing would be just working on having a sustainable business. Um, as I said, with not having, not being the greatest with, with the long term vision, I do feel like my actions are great in the short term. But as you say, the way that I'm currently operating probably won't be sustainable long term, especially as you say, with more emails, more messages, more business, like more business to run, more things to do. I don't want to burn out and I definitely don't want to overwhelm myself either. Yeah. And I think for you, like you seem like somebody who's quite an overachiever. And I say that because you, you said, you know, you feel like you want to be doing or you can be doing more. I think at some point you're going to, hopefully after this first launch, that might be a good point to assess, okay, should I potentially bring in a virtual assistant for a few hours a week where I can start to delegate some of these smaller tasks that are taking up a lot of time? And that 
whatever you delegate first is totally up to you. There's no like one best thing. It's just the things that are taking the most mental space, most energy that somebody else could be doing, right? Something that you don't need to be doing. Um, so I think that would be something to definitely put into that 12 month vision is bringing in those people to support you. What is your support team going to look like? Um, and it can start with just three hours a week or five hours a week with a VA. Uh, but that can help you so much. Um, and also with the 12 month vision, I think really one, one thing that might help you to connect to it would be writing it down and then breaking that down into what do I need to do to achieve this? And then break those things down. Like, so what goals do you need to achieve to achieve that vision? And then break those goals down into smaller sort of projects or tasks. So for example, one of the things that you need to do in the next 12 months to achieve that vision is have your first launch. That's one project. Maybe another thing to do to achieve that vision in 12 months is to have the same, to launch the same product again. And then maybe another thing would be to hire a virtual assistant. Um, so really starting to think about like, what are those goals? What are the action steps that you need to do? That will help to bring a lot more focus into where you need to be spending your time. And then also remi- remembering that you don't need to be doing more. You know, you are doing more than enough. And that feeling of, oh, I could be doing more. I could be doing more will always be there. It will never go away. You can be doing so much and it will still be there. Uh, so really just accepting that what you are doing is enough and really doubling down on the things that are working so that you're rather than spreading that energy so wide, you're sort of narrowing it down onto the things that are moving the needle rather than just doing all these different things because you feel like you need to be doing them. Absolutely. I think it comes down to even the fear of if I don't do enough or if I don't do more, then I'll fail. That, mm. That's sort of putting it bluntly, but I know that what I'm doing is working so far and I'm seeing success in little milestones along the way. So I've got that proof for myself that it is working. Um, but there's always that, yeah, that fear of what if it, what if I fail? What if it doesn't work? Yeah. That's yeah. Yes. Underlying every, every decision. And this is actually something that, I mean, that this for me also shows up quite a lot. And it's, I remember talking to my psychologist of all people about this. I was like, I always, and I don't even think it was in a business sense, but it was just in a general life sense of I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough around the house. I'm not doing enough. Um, exercise wise, I'm not doing enough, um, with my friends. Like I'm not doing enough in all these areas of my life. And she said, actually, that comes from, you know, a place of, it was a place of like scarcity, right? Of not doing enough, not having enough, not being enough. And there's a lot of, there's a whole lot of mindset work underneath all of that, which we won't go into today, into today's call, but that's like, you know, that is something then to start potentially investigating. When that comes up, like, why, why are you feeling that way? Where is that coming from? And just getting really curious about it rather than like judging yourself for not doing enough or then shaming yourself for feeling like you should be doing more. Mm. Yeah. That's very relatable. Yeah. And I think that shows up for a lot of us, especially, you know, anybody who's been an overachiever, anybody who's, you know, come through any kind of school system where they felt like they were doing well at school, but there were always people who were doing better than them. Any of that kind of thing. I think that really just plants that seed so early on of we could be doing more, but I mean, that's, it's so, it's so subjective. 
yeah, it is. Everyone's level of what they can give varies day to day. And as long as you know that you're doing the best you can do in that moment and making the best choices and taking imperfect action towards your goals, then you'll, will, you will get there. You will find success. And you need to write that down on a post-it note where you can see that every single day because I think you just gave yourself the best advice there. Yeah. Well, Lisa, this is a podcast episode, so when I listen to yeah. this, <laughs> right listen back to it again. But that is exactly it. You are doing everything you need to be doing. You're exactly where you need to be. And it's really now for you, it's maintain, it's going to be managing that energy and finding, you know, like finding that sustainable pace that you can keep up over 12 months, over five years, rather than just the next three months or the next month or however long it lasts, that burst of energy. Yeah, that's right. You're totally right. Awesome. Kirsty, thank you so much. This has been so much fun workshopping with you today. And I hope that it's helped you to get a little bit more clarity. I hope it's, I hope it's going to help you find a little bit more focus, uh, in what you're doing right now. But yeah, honestly, you are doing, you're doing a great job. So keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, Deb. And thanks for having me on the podcast. All right. That is it for today's episode. If you haven't already hit subscribe, make sure you hit the plus button in Apple Podcasts or the follow button in Spotify and you'll get each new episode straight to your podcast app every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you have any friends who you think might be struggling with this issue, hit the share button, copy the link and send it over to them. It's how I get to help more people. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time. 